is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! Welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always. And today we have another special guest, Michigan punter, Brad Robbins. Brad, thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Doing pretty well. Just got out of practice. So excited to move on, move forward into this week. Yeah, it's great to have uh, another bald guy on here. I know we talked oh, a little bit about that before this. These two guys got two nice of uh, heads of hair, so I'm glad to have you on here, man. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's fine, man. Just, anyway, we got the good shaved. We got the good shaped heads for it too. So that's it's right. All good. It's the uh, it's the way to go. Low Love it. It's it's an iconic look with the shaved head, but the full beard down here. It is. <laughs> I, I like it when you you know when you got the helmet on, the beard sticks out, but then you take the helmet off, and then uh, you know it, it shines up top as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I've got I've gotten some looks from people on the sideline too. Just like, man, how old is that guy? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, I was. It's like yeah, I played with Chad Henney. I was. I was <laughs> I've been here for a long time. <laughs> oh man is that guy like a, a team dad or yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was funny i saw you at the uh the like student night that one thursday night before when you guys came out and they had the uh like i don't know what it what they even called it but um you guys came and talked to the students uh to the your classmates obviously yeah yeah, yeah the pep um, but I was laughing because there were some, fre- it was like a lot of freshmen that came out and then you were the only guy out there that was kind of the senior leader. I think it was you and Josh Ross. Um, and you, you did look quite a bit older than most oh, of the yeah. other guys. Out there. <laughs> well, there it is. That's yeah, pretty funny. Um, feel old too, man. I've been here a long time, but you know, enjoying every second of it, which is awesome. So yeah, you guys uh, just got done with practice. You said, uh, and you know, you're going into the bye week here, or you had the bye week. You're six and zero. You guys obviously are feeling good. Everything's going great. What is uh, what is practice like right now? Are you guys just, you know, is the energy up and up and up, or you know, coming back off of a bye week, it's got to feel good to have a little rest and and uh, you know, get it back rolling again. Yeah. Um, so I guess two things from that is like I don't think you know, in my 15 years that I've been at the University of Michigan as a player, <laughs> like I, like I claim, um, that, uh, you know, I've been a part of a team that's been as energetic and enthusiastic and as bought into, you know, just like the, the culture and each other as, you know, like as this team is right now. Um, so I guess coming off those couple of days, you know, or day or whatever it was of, uh, just rest into the bye week and then coming into practice, um, they were just like a well-oiled machine. You know, we didn't really skip a beat. Everything was, uh, you know, better than it was before, which is like most people will come back, take a step down, or most people will come back and, you know, like be the same and kind of just be like lulled like halfway through the season. You know what I mean? But it's like uh, there is no lull. There is no, you know, skipping beats. There's like everybody's coming back as enthusiastic, if not more, um, and everybody's bought in. Everybody cares for each other. It's just – it's a positive place to be. It's a, it is a fun factory. I think, um, I like being there. I spent a lot of time there. Um, and you know, a lot of, a lot of the incoming freshmen have also, you know, bought into that idea. I'm sure you guys have like read the story of, uh, you know, JJ and some, a couple of the other freshmen, you know, coming back from away games and practicing in the like 4am and stuff like that. Um, it just, you know, it really speaks volumes to me, especially as a, you know, fifth year guy who's been there, a really long time and seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's like seeing those guys come in and be the up and comers and the guys who are going to be, you know, the next generation of, you know, like Michigan football players. Um, yeah. It's just really inspiring to me. Um, but yeah, I guess, like I said, coming into this bye week, I think the guys are more hungry than before, which is, you know, certainly pretty rare. So uh, yeah, feel pretty confident, feel pretty good. 
and that and that's awesome too that you know like you said they're more hungry than they were you know the first what whatever six games right because this is where you're getting into the tough part of your schedule and you know you've obviously got northwestern coming back at home first game back then you've got a potential top 10 matchup in east lansing Mm -hmm. and penn state and indiana and and obviously ohio at the end of the season Mm -hmm. that's uh it's gonna be a tough road ahead man hopefully you uh, guys do you guys talk about that do you guys is that like a thing that you guys go over where it's like hey we've got this part of the schedule going right now and then like all right after this bye week hey this is a gauntlet that we've got to really buckle down and get through um I mean, there isn't like a, a deep focus into that as far as like, oh, this is, you know, like looking too far ahead, like, hey, this is, we have this game, this game, this game, this game. It's more like, let's see how many times, you know, we can win one game in a row. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you can look ahead and be like, hey, like, yeah, we have a gauntlet coming up, but like, you know, you just got to keep your head down and stay focused day to day, week to week, and, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that you get. Um, but it is easy for you know people to look ahead and say like hey man like man you got this gauntlet's coming up like what are you guys gonna do but it's like within you know our facility and within our culture it's like very much you know day by day hour by hour kind of thing so i I noticed that that you're you're not the first person who's talked about how great the chemistry is and everything like that Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm curious you're not the only brad on the team yeah. So did you and Brad Hawkins fight a cage match to see who gets to be Brad number one? No. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a story that I had. Um, <laughs> we were bringing a blender for that. No, one. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell, I'll be straight up. We haven't had a cage match for sure. Uh, people can definitely recognize me from pretty far away with my helmet off. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd say he's a, he's a little more athletically gifted than I am. Uh, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I told that joke to a, uh, I forget who it was. It's like my freshman year. I was like a freshman I was like trying to make a joke. I think it was maybe like our old strength staff or something like that. And, uh, I was like, kind of just like, you know, getting through the workout and just like, they were like, yeah, they were calling the tennis like, Hey, Brad, like which one to use Brad. And I was like, Oh wait, there's two Brad's like, um, I was like, yeah, me and him get confused a lot in the locker room. Like they, they can't really tell us apart. Like me and <laughs> and like so, some of the guys were laughing and like our strength coach did not find that funny at all. Like, <laughs> I forget which, like which strength coach it was, but like, yeah, I definitely had to run or do something because of Come on. that's pretty <laughs> good. I think yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. I mean, Beehawk thought it was funny. I don't know if he remembers <laughs> it, but that was like one of my like that was like one of my first experiences in like a, a division one weight room. I like told a joke and it was like no that's one was hilarious. I was like, uh, <laughs> You're like shit. I'm <laughs> I'm now in division one. I can't yeah. just like be the guy anymore. Yeah, I can't I like, joke around. This yeah. is re- the real deal. Yeah, I was like, I'm not in high school. Like this is <laughs> This is different. Yeah. More intense. But. Well, we we do kind of have a running joke on here that we talk about your guys' energy about every single episode because it's infectious, man. It, it really is. You see it. Uh, obviously, we've seen it in person in the big house, but on TV and everything, you know, when you guys are jumping around, when you're doing Thunderstruck, all that stuff. Um right. Now, as a fifth-year guy, you, Brad Hawkins, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, and all, you know, Josh Ross, a lot of this the senior leaders, as as the leaders of this program and of this team right now, have you guys had a focus on that? Or what have you done to contribute to to really you know, obviously we look at last year and we won't BS what last year was, right? And it just seemed like there were a lot of guys on that sideline that didn't look like they wanted to be out there. Have you guys put an effort or what have you done to, to try to change that? And, and how have you seen it? You know, how have you seen it change over time from last year to this year? Um, yeah, that is, that is a, uh, a definite difference between last year and this year. Just like, like I was kind of talking about like the buy-in and all that kind of stuff. Um, I myself, obviously as a punter, have a little bit more time to think uh, and not necessarily out on the field a whole lot. Um, 
but you know, one of my goals personally um, coming into this year was um, helping <clears throat> develop that culture and helping inspire guys rather than, you know, tear guys down and, you know, try to strip them and build them up. Um, but rather just like building them up as they come and like helping them adapt to like college and all that kind of stuff and just being there for the younger guys. Um, it's really easy uh, within like the environment of just football, 130 guys to really just get, you know, lost within all that. Um, personally, I just hope to be like a light for younger guys and just hope to be someone who can, you know, like they can come to and ask advice, uh, you know, maybe not on and off the field. Um, you know, we have like a new punter who came in, a freshman punter. I hope, you know, I can be a guide for him. Uh, that way, you know, in another 20 years when I leave Michigan, um, he, he, uh, <laughs> he, he can take over and, and be confident. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, going into the off season, I believe, you know, I can speak for everyone on this, that that was a point of emphasis, just, uh, emphasizing, you know, leadership roles in what that means to be a leader and how that looks to be a leader. And, um, how, what you can do and how, you know, being an older guy or being a guy who plays, how you can infect other people, whether it be toxic or whether it be positivity. Um, I just believe we have a good culmination of, you know, the right guys at the helm and the right guys who have been there long enough, who, you know, know what it is supposed to look like. And on top of that, just have the proper guidance of, you know, some coaches who have come in and are understanding you know, the culture and um, just the reception of younger guys who have come in and who are all into the, the University of Michigan program. I think it's just overall a perfect storm of, you know, a, a, a great culture. I think it's just all kind of, you know, flowing together, coming together. You know, there's a bunch of different factors that play a role in it. Um, but, you know, we've developed core values for our team. Uh, for what we believe and what we stand for. And, you know, those aren't just words and they aren't just things for our team that, you know, they're, you know, we're just going to say this, like, uh, you know, we're just going to say this word and, you know, move on from it. Um, it doesn't really, you know, have any effect on anything, but it's just something that you actually live up to and you can define and you can embody as a human being. Um, so that's what it's all about. I think uh, in the long run, uh, being someone who <clears throat> is empathetic and understands the importance of relationships for uh, your brothers and, uh, you know, finding a reason bigger than yourself to play and, uh, you know, all that good stuff has just really helped, I think, our culture and our program kind of come to fruition to what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, it's, I know you're very old, but that was very wise of you. <laughs> um, Why, wise old man. Yeah, yeah you, you look in the sound of a wise old man, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, stroke your beard a little more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very evident. You can see it. You can feel it from this team. And that's, uh, you know, I think not only, obviously you can see the difference in the wins, you know, in the – in the win loss, uh, you know, after every Saturday, but, um, you can see just, uh, the guys enjoying being out there. Um, uh, you know, I've even said it, we, we were talking with, uh, Joel Honigford the other day, um, uh, you know, coach Harbaugh looks like he's enjoying football again, you know, and, it, mm -hmm. and there were times in the past couple of years, it did not look like coach was enjoying being out there enjoying football. So, um, it, it's very cool to see. And I think, you know, there are guys out there, yourself included, but, you know, you see an Aiden Hutchinson out there and you see the passion in his face, right? When he is screaming and, and all that, it's like, that is so genuine and, and real. You can't fake that, right? Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you'll see like dudes, you know, script these celebrations and stuff like that yeah. and like kind of do these things, like they'll make a big play and do stuff like that. But the one thing I've noticed that's like stood out to me is um, when our guys make big plays, it's like, and I've heard people like chirp at Aiden a couple of times and chirp at like Josh a couple of times, like, man, you need to learn how to celebrate. Like, you know, like you just, it's like, but it's like, so the thing is like, it's so passionate and it's like so real 
that it's just like it's just like coming out of them the way it's supposed to you know what i mean like it's not scripted it's not you know something they work on on the side like you know these celebrations and stuff like that it's just like raw emotion that you're seeing you know come out of guys who are passionate about what they do and love what they do um which is one of my favorite things love it love it and uh the other thing that i i've noticed about this team too especially when you go on the road to Wisconsin and you go on the road to Nebraska and even, you know, in the Rutgers game, obviously you face some adversity where things weren't going well for a good chunk of that game, but you guys haven't flinched under pressure, right? And so under pressure, we've watched Michigan teams in the past. Cade McNamara said it after the, uh, after the Nebraska game where pressure comes and, and sometimes guys crumble and it's not just Michigan that happens. College kids are college kids, you know, even pros are, are out there. Pressure happens in it. And it's a struggle sometimes and guys just crumble, you know, obviously you as a punter, you feel pressure every time you're on the field, right? <laughs> so how, how do you personally deal with that pressure? And then how, how do you think that relates to what this team has done this year uh, in their couple times and under pressure? Right. Um, that is a good question. I just think, um, I forget who said it to us, but we would have these meetings during camp and like past Michigan, you know, legends have recorded like a zoom meeting or recorded something. And they talked to us and gave us, you know, some wise words and words of advice. And, uh, one thing that stuck with me, I wrote down in my notebook, I forget exactly who said it, but it was, you know, pressure is only evident when, you know, like someone doesn't know what they're doing. Like pressure only appears when you don't know what you're doing. Um, me personally, uh, being a psych major, like I was kind of saying earlier, um, and wanting to be a sports psychologist, I, and I try to tell guys this as well. I think you need to work on your mind at least half as much as you work on your body. I mean, you spend countless hours in the weight room, like pounding away, like iron sharpens iron, doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you get to this point where like everybody, every big football program in the United States is doing relatively like the same, like the, the same thing, like just working out and working out as hard as you can and giving your all is like the bare minimum. Right. So it's like when you work on your mental, that's where you can really separate yourself from your competition or, you know, from really anybody. Right. Um, so I've really gotten into, you know, meditation and visualization and all that kind of stuff. I spend uh, like 15 minutes before each practice, just visualizing situations I can be in, like either in the big house or like at the practice field. And, um, you know, it's really helped. Uh, there's this, you know, it helps deal with the pressure, breathing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're, they're like, I, I no longer really feel pressure like I did when I was a true freshman, like I was just out on the field kind of soaking in the environment and then just like hitting a pump mm -hmm. rather than like, you know, being precise with my breath, being precise with my target, being precise with each little thing I do and then just keeping it simple. Um, so, so when, so when you're, when you're backed up and 90,000 fans are screaming at you, wanting you to shank the punt, you know, what is going through your head in that moment? Um, so I have a, you know, I don't really hear the fans as much. Like I, especially like at Nebraska, I don't know if y'all have been to Nebraska before, but like that, that environment was wild and it was Crazy. loud. And it was just like, it was like, I couldn't keep a smile off my face the entire time. Like I was playing just because <laughs> it was so much fun. Like you don't, you don't hear like crowd noise or specific people like yelling at you, you just hear like a roar and it's like deafening. Right. It's like, a, it's like a white noise machine pretty much to me. Right. Right. Um, so I have like the same breathing technique, the same mantra in my head. And then I pick a target and execute. So it's not necessarily like for me dealing with this, like immense pressure of like situation. It's just like all everybody in the outside world sees a situation like differently than like a way, like a punter or a kicker would see it just because they're so honed in on like uh, not like technique, but just like a mantra, like a breath and like focusing on what they need to do rather than like the overall, like encompassing like the entire situation. You know what I mean? So right. um, of course every punt's a little bit different, but um, you know, I just, I don't, I've worked on it enough to the point where I'm not, I don't feel 
pressure in those situations. Well, you heard it here first, Nebraska fans. Fred <laughs> Robbins said that you are a white noise machine. You're putting him to sleep. No, <laughs> not necessarily that. No, they were they were loud. Um, that was like, I mean, it was like Penn State whiteout, like loud. It was it was it was That's comparable. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, when it got to its loudest points. Um, you know, like that you couldn't hear, like if you're just trying to talk to someone right next to you, you'd have to yell at them. But uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. That's awesome. I mean, that's cool though, that it's like you, you guys seem to embrace that. You know, we've, we've heard uh, Valari talked about it. Joel talked about it. Vastardis talked about it where like make uh make your song, our song, right? Like make your noise, our noise type of thing. So right. Um, that's definitely mental as well, um, which is cool. So, um, you know, speaking of your, uh, your punting and, and what you've got going on, obviously it's, uh, it's been going pretty well, knock on wood. We're not jinxing anything today. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, you've got something really cool going, uh, with, uh, what you're, you know, what you're donating and what you're kicking for this year. So, um, give us a little, uh, insight on what you've got going on for, uh, each one of your kicks here. Right. Um, so I'll just go starting with, uh, like what I'm, what I'm donating. I'll just start with the base. Um, for every punt I land inside the 20 yard line and for every punt that's 50 yards or longer, um, I am dating, donating $25 for each of those things, uh, to the U of M Rogo cancer center, which is specifically liver cancer center. And, uh, people ask why liver cancer and you know, why, why are you picking this specifically? Um, that is due to a family friend of mine. He's one of my dad's best friends and he was my hitting instructor, uh, growing up since I was like, you know, 10, um, I was diagnosed with uh, pretty serious liver cancer. And, um, this was just something I wanted to do to, you know, kind of commemorate him and honor him. Um, you know, in the best way I could. Um, I didn't really tell him um, before I did it. I just wanted to do it and kind of make it a surprise to him, which was really cool to see his reaction and, um, you know, just be able to talk to him. But yeah, so I'll be donating, like I said, $25 for every punt inside the 20, $25 for every punt 50 yards or longer. Um, and paired with the UM Rogel Cancer Center, they created a page for me, which is uh, Victor's dot us uh slash pin cancer deep and um <clears throat> like i was saying previously like you can just donate you know it, it doesn't matter any, any little bit helps um but i've had some people say like just hit me up at the end of the season and whatever you owe you know we'll give to you um or you could just you know i've had people just drop in like 10 bucks and just say you know go blue thanks mm -hmm. uh, i appreciate what you're doing like it's really cool um but yeah, there's really, you know, some, some people ask, you know, what's your, what's your goal and, you know, what are you shooting for? And uh, <clears throat> like I said to them, it's just like, you can't really put a price on, you know, a friend's life. Um, and, you know, I don't necessarily have a, a monetary goal, but I'm just, you know, shooting to really the end goal would be to keep my family friend alive. That's like, that's, that's the end goal. Um mm -hmm. This money doesn't go directly to him. Uh, it just goes to the Rogel Cancer Center at U of M, which is the liver cancer center. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I feel like this is just the best thing I can do to honor him and his family. <laughs> and you've had some, uh, you've had some expensive games so far too. So obviously very, very cool, uh, very cool moment, very cool, uh, you know, charity that you've got going on. Just a cool thing that you're doing here. Um, and we will definitely be donating as well. We'll be putting out, you know, the link on there and, and we're going to come up with a couple uh, different ways that we can uh, get everybody joining in and try and get this. I see on your thing, it says 55 donors, uh, $2,685 raise. You know, I think we can get that up north of $5,000 easy. So, uh, well, you, you may not put a dollar amount goal on there. We will. Um, so let's, uh, you know, if we can get to 5,000, I think here in the, in the next couple of weeks, we, we got something good going. So, um, but yourself, 
you've had some expensive games. You're kicking it deep, right. my man. You, you are <laughs> you're pinning the, you're you're doing your job right, which is uh, really what it is. But uh, yeah, are you? Is there any, ever any time where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. I can't. I gotta take some oomph off this uh, kick. Going no, 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 <laughs> I haven't I haven't had any of that. Uh, yeah, my. Uh, you know, my, my parents said if it gets too crazy, you know, they might help out and all that kind of stuff. And I might go into debt. Uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, it'll be well worth it. Um, but, yeah, there's there's no remorse at all in any way. So, um, I'm always happy to do that. Love yeah, it. man, if you, if you keep punting the way you're punting and, you know, taking his, you know, 20 more years of school, you're going to have a lot of debt <laughs> yeah. coming out of it, man. <laughs> play, I'll play until they kick me out of here, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll I'll keep be, you. We'll I'll have be, you yeah, until they kick around. you out. <laughs> yeah, right. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the whole uh, – your, your whole special teams unit has been just killing it this year, which, again, knock on wood – but it's uh it's been awesome um to see you guys you know obviously Jake Moody it, it was it, I mean he was the man of the moment against Nebraska too so um do you guys are I I'm assuming you're kind of one unit right that you still yours holder correct <clears throat> yes sir yep and yep, so holder. yeah and so are you you know when when Moody's going out there to kick the uh the field goal at the end of the game in Nebraska and it's such an important you know moment in that game to keep you guys in it keep it you know keep it going uh what are you uh, you obviously talked a little bit about the pressure for yourself are you coaching him up too in that moment too yeah um so I let him do his thing he is uh he's pretty man a few words and he's always cool calm and collected like he's he's had the same demeanor like always um so I let him do his thing I think you know, my job as, you know, an older guy is to just instill as much confidence as I can into him. Um, you know, even if he has a bad day or whatnot, just keep instilling that confidence into him, which are few and far between. He doesn't have bad days, which is, you know, yeah. pretty rare. Um, but he, he approaches the game with such, you know, consistency uh, just in what he does. Everything is the same. Um, and he doesn't get rattled by anything either, which is great which it needs to be that way as a kicker. Um, right. But no, I, uh, I actually have <clears throat> drawings on the sideline for him, which are pretty funny. Just <laughs> of like, just like stuff. Like if you get into like a situation or get into like all this kind of stuff, there's, there is like, Hey, this is a big kick. Hey, whatever. Um, I always have something, you know, like kind of drawn for him, just like take his mind off of, you know, oh, so right. like, yeah, take his mind off the mo, like put it in perspective. Um, <clears throat> I just like, like I said, I was smiling the whole time on the field. I was just like, oh, it's it such an exciting game and, you know, such a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, but I just always, like, look back at him. I have a huge smile on my face. I'm like, let's go, man. Like, <laughs> like this, is, this, is, this is all you. This is going to be some fun. You know, you're going to make, you know, 110,000 fans cheer for you, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, just an elite dude, elite guy, uh, approaches the game with elite consistency. Um, and you know, I don't have anything to do with, you know, helping coach him or do anything with him, which is, which is great. Now you said you've got, you got some drawings. You're a pretty good drawer. You got little like stick figures you're drawing for yeah, <laughs> so, what these look like. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple different ones. I'll, I'll keep those between me and him, but they, yeah. uh, <laughs> they, they, they don't leave take it up to the imagination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, there's like, there's some funny ones, just like inside joke, like, like just one word that's like, yeah you know, made him laugh in the past or like something like that. Just like, I'll just like write like that word out and then he'll just like look at it and he'll have like a little chuckle or like, uh, so I'll draw, like sometimes I draw this. Hold on. Let me get a piece of paper. Be pretty fun. <laughs> You're getting a live showing. I love yeah, so, it. I love this. Just like, I'm, I'm imagining myself as Moody right uh, now. Uh, it's, our it's our game plan. So like, <laughs> So like, <laughs> keep so it simple like, yeah so it's like if we had a, if we had a wristband like a qb wristband that we open it up that's what it would say like, like in between the pipes run yeah, that that's it. run that play yeah, yeah run oh, this play man. every time for, for, for everyone listening <laughs> yeah. at home it was a picture of a field goal post with a check mark in the middle of the field goal post and two x's on the outside telling him to kick it down the middle 
Uh, yeah. there you go. So I love that game plan. Let's yeah. uh let's keep running that play, okay? Yeah. So he he just like he looks at it and he just goes, All right, let's do that. So it's like it just takes his you know mind off of it and like it's just one of those psychological things. Like it just you just take a breath. It's like, oh man, I feel relaxed now after I saw that. Like that just made me yeah. laugh, you know. So it's pretty good. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> that, is, that is good. I mean, it is, you, you know, the kicking game, the long snapping game, special teams in general is just such a, uh, such a mental aspect and you have to stay loose. Right. Um, and it, and it does seem, you know, we, I think Joel uh, Honigford said this as well. You guys just like, you're very loose at all times. Like, you know, um, even in practice, he said like, guys are, he's, he said he's the jokester as well. Joel is. He's, he's, Definitely. Like one of the top guys on the team just makes you laugh all the time. Cause I, we asked him what, uh, you know, who's like the prankster, who's that guy on the team. And he's just like, he, he's, he's, uh, took a, uh, a pause. He's like, I think uh, yeah. it's me. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of them. He's one of them for sure. It'll make you laugh. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, playing loose, obviously very important. And it, and it's, uh, I'm excited for you guys coming back home here uh against northwestern this week i think it's just going to be like a coming home party after those two big road wins and a bye week mm -hmm. everyone's going to be juiced up for you guys to and, and you know obviously staying undefeated and and hopefully winning that game and heading to uh heading to east lansing as well so right um by the way i again one game at a time but have <clears> you guys you know talked or looked at uh sparty at all or is there are there rumblings in the locker room of that game being such so, a big game <clears throat> So I can only speak for myself. Uh, like I kind of showed on that drawing, uh, every play for a punter and a kicker is sort of, you know, you can game plan for like certain returners and stuff like that. Right. But it's like, yeah. every play is relatively like the same. It's like a golfer. It's like a golf swing. There's different swings and stuff like that. So I can't speak for the other guys, you know, really looking ahead. I think we're all kind of on the same page. Um, but I, as far as, as I know, like, I know they have a pretty good returner. Um, that's, like, that's, that's, that's all about, you're worried that's about. It's about what, what I look for. So it's like, eh, well, <laughs> I'll just hang them high and kick them far. Like, just, just, that's all I need to do. Put it inside the 10, not in the end zone. <laughs> Love so, it. Love it. You make it seem so simple. Like, <laughs> you gotta simplify it at sometimes, you know, some, some people get in their heads, but yeah. So if you were to make any tackles this year yet? Or, not or this do you, year. Do you kind of like you know let no let, so let the rest of the guys do it, or do you want to go for it and like put a hit on anybody? I think we only have two returns on the year, and wow. for a total of like twelve yards or something like that. Wow, that's incredible! Yeah, so like, we, I think we have the fourth or fifth. I, I think we're top five like highest net punt in the country. Oh shit! So like we don't have we don't have a lot of guys returning a lot of stuff. The ball's pretty high. They fair catch. Our coverage is really, really good. They get downfield. So, um, do you do you buy uh, like the uh, the your special teams guys uh, like your coverage team? Do you buy them dinner like Kate is buying the uh, the offensive <laughs> line dinner too? So, um, at the end of the year, like I I have tallies. Like normally, so we haven't really gotten to this situation. But like coffin punts, like inside the ten punts, right? So typically I'll like get the gunners like the guys who go down there and like feel the punt stop it from going inside the end zone like typically i will get those guys like either like demos like a breakfast sandwich or something on that sunday oh, when yeah. they come in or you know something of that nature but it's like we haven't really you know gotten into that situation i've just they've either bounced out of bounds or it's like a guy catches it inside the 10 which you know typically they're not supposed to do they're supposed to let it go behind them you know, like once it gets to like the 10 yard line right. and then our gunners yeah, yeah. are supposed to do their job. Right. Um, but yeah, so they don't know that's coming yet, but when it comes, you know, I'm sure they'll be pleasantly surprised, but uh, I don't know the, where, where'd Kate take them again? It was a uh, house. Chop house. Yeah. I don't know. The demos. Stick with the yeah, demos, I'm, man. I'm donating all my money. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, chop You're house. Like, chop house is out of my budget, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, the punter, unfortunately, doesn't have that QB uh, yeah. NIL deal. No. No. I tried, to, I tried to get Dollar Shave Club, but. <laughs> oh, that would be. Oh. Be, I was like, I might be one of the only bald guys. 
in the like NCAA. I'm not sure. Like there's like there's few be and far between. Like there's like there's maybe a couple. Oh, that'd but, be perfect. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> we'll uh we'll reach out to him too, see if we can help you out. There. <laughs> I don't know anybody there, but maybe yeah, that'd be funny. Oh, so. That's good. <clears throat> oh, so um, you know, looking forward a little bit, obviously. So do you guys have um I mean, I know you guys have talked about goals of like win every game. Obviously, that's a goal, you know, but right. I, and you've done that to this point. Do you guys revisit any goals mid-season? Because I know you uh, you mentioned the core values, which I know a lot of teams do that, right? They'll right. talk about at the beginning of the season, what are our values, what are our goals? But then a lot of times after that day in camp, you never talk about them again, right? right? And so you mentioned it that, hey, this these are core values that we really – you know, want to actually in, incorporate into our daily and, you know, all that stuff. Right. Have you guys uh, revisited anything like that in the bye week halfway through the year? Um, so we revisited just like where we rank in certain stuff. As far as like, I know within like special teams, we were just like, yeah, where, you know, looking at us compared to other teams within, you know, the entire country, where do we stand, you know, all that kind of stuff just kind of like a midway checkpoint, just like seeing where we're at and seeing where we can improve. Um, and Hutch talked about it today. Just like, I think a big goal for a lot of the guys going into the bye week was reviewing the past six weeks and just looking at the little things. <clears throat> and it's like, you know, don't fall in love with your stuff. Don't fall in love with like how good you like are now. It's like learn from these tiny mistakes that you've made and build on those. Um, so I, as far as like, uh, I think you said like comparing, you know, to like other people, like other, other, like people that we're going to play against or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody's necessarily doing that. and like looking too far ahead, but everybody's just kind of learning from past mistakes and then like applying them into these future games going forward, which is huge. So I don't want to look too far ahead, like you're saying, but I do want to ask because you did mention that you're from Columbus area. And being an older guy on the team, um, I mean, have you seen any of the, uh, like, preparation for Ohio State more so this year as opposed to previous years? Um, so we did add, like a, like, a part of our practice, like, obviously, is, like, dedicated to that, you know, just like the, the, the Ohio State or the Ohio game, you know. Um, but – and, like, there's been more emphasis on that. Obviously, you've seen, like, the picture. It's uh, – I think someone posted it in our weight room. It's like, what are you going to do to beat Ohio today or what are you doing to better yourself? <clears throat> um, so there's been this emphasis placed on that. But it's also uh, – we've talked about it today, too. It's like aim higher. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just aiming, you know, to, to beat Ohio you know, um, but we're aiming to, you know, win the national championship. That's, that's the end goal for everybody. And that will come beating Ohio will come with that. <clears throat> um, right. But yeah, we haven't, obviously, you know, I can't speak for any other part of the team, just like, as far as like looking too far ahead and, um, but I know we are taking it one game at a time, uh, one play at a time um, <clears throat> with our, newly developed core values that we created this year. And, you know, they seem to be working. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been, obviously, like you said, looking forward, like, I don't know, I can't speak for coaches or other players and stuff like that. Like game, game planning, as far as a punter is concerned, you know, I haven't, I haven't game planned for Ohio just because like, I know, I know the returner, like it's, it's their, their returner is probably going to be talented. Like he goes to that school down, um, down that way. So um, you know, my game plan is pretty much the same, <laughs> which is pretty good. <clears throat> and have you become – so you are from Columbus area? Yeah, both my parents went to Ohio State. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know that part. So how yeah, did you end up in Ann Arbor? Um, so Drew Crispin was the punter uh, at Ohio at the time. Uh, he was one of my buddies, and he was on scholarship. Um, so he was like a year older and they weren't looking to offer a scholarship to, 
any, you know, any younger guys or really any of that, like, especially a guy who's younger than him. Um, I've never really been a like diehard Ohio state fan. Like I was never growing up. Um, my brother was, um, but I never really, I always like to like oppose him. Like he liked the Browns. I was like, Oh, I like the Steelers, you know, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was originally committed to university of Nevada and I was going to play both baseball and, uh, football. Ooh. And I was going to punt there and, uh, their coaching staff ended up getting let go after that season. And, um, my dad kind of drugged me to a couple more like kicking camps, like exposure camps. I was like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go to these camps. Um, and ended up putting up really, really good numbers, uh, for at these camps. And, um, from that point, like forward, you know, big 10 schools started reaching out to me and talking to me. And I got, had offer from like Illinois, uh, like Rutgers, Navy, Iowa, a couple other like schools this way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Michigan called or coach, I think coach Harbaugh called like my dad or something like that. And like told him that we had a scholarship available. Um, and, you know, I was in like history class. I was in like AP us government. My sister like texts me congrats. <laughs> She's like, yeah, congrats. I'm like getting an offer from Michigan. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't have an offer from Michigan. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I was like, I was like, they only offered me like a PWO or they only offered me like a walk-on spot. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, like this offer. And then like my dad called me like five minutes later. was like, yeah, like coach called. Like, you, you have an offer to, you can go play at Michigan, which would be really cool. And I, awesome. I pretty much committed on the spot. Didn't even take a visit. I was like, really? yeah, I was like, ah, that's where I want to go. I was like, unbelievable school, unbelievable situation. Like I'll be able to play and impact um, our team. And, uh, you know, it's only two and a half hours from my house. Right. I made that drive today. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty good. Haven't talked to my parents in like six years. They disowned me since I went to the university. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, what did your, uh, your brother say if he's a big Ohio State? <clears throat> no, he's always supportive of me uh, just as an individual. And he always makes the joke and like all, all Ohio people make the same joke. And it's getting tiring, and they're just like, yeah, we'd love to see you get out on the field and punt. Like, we'll always support you punting, because that just means that the other team's <laughs> yeah. getting the ball back. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard that one before. Like, that's a sick joke. Like, <laughs> so, like, it got to the point, like, I went to GameStop to, like, pick up a game or something like that. And it was, like, this, like, scrawny dude behind the counter was, like, chirping me for, like, wearing Michigan stuff. And was, like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, yeah, man, can't wait to see you punt. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? one day we're gonna see a headline it's like michigan punter snaps and beats the crap out of gamestop employee it's like come on oh, man. man i'm just trying to just trying to have fun like i'm just trying to just trying to enjoy my time with my family back in Ohio. yeah but yeah. uh yeah By the way, how was how was it back home uh you know i'm sure you got some family time some some of uh mom's cooking maybe oh uh, yeah too. was that nice Oh yeah. Yeah. I got to go home. I think my high school team beat up on a team. Like I think they won like 65 to nothing. Oh my God. So, uh, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest game, but they have a really good kid on their team who's committed to Penn state. Um, but yeah, we were watching the game and uh, it's pretty much right on cue. Uh, my girlfriend was there too. She's like, yeah, which kid, which kid's going to Penn state? Like which kid's the D one kid. And like our quarterback made a toss. And he like jumps up and like Odell Beckham like one hands this ball <laughs> and like like falls on it in the end zone like scores a touchdown. I was like, yeah, that's the kid who's gonna, who's yep. gonna go play somewhere. <laughs> like, that, that's that guy. Um, but no, we had fun. Um, got to see my my grandparents, which was nice. Uh, my granddad's in the hospital, which kind of stinks. So I didn't get to see him. He had oh, COVID and uh, had like an infection. He's kind of going through it right now, but I think he's gonna come out on the other side, which is great um yeah so i got to see my brother which was nice just had a new kid like 10 months ago or something like that so brand new uncle Uncle brad now yeah yep brand new (laughs) uncle so he looks just like me we got the same haircut so right i can tell tell he's a beard too right yeah yeah almost yeah no (laughs) so you said uh you were gonna you were gonna play baseball too in nevada did you try to 
talk to Coach Backich at all about playing a little bit for Michigan? I didn't talk to Coach Backich at all, but uh, I the commitment I made to myself and to like my dad, I was like, look, if I end up being All American, it's like I will go walk on the baseball team. Like I will like, but I don't know. Like hindsight, like looking back on that, it's like, yeah, I think I've fallen in love with the sport of like football and like being a punter. So I don't think that would ever come to fruition. Like I wouldn't want to be, you know, a guy who's taking time away from like, you know, my main goal of, you know, I want to obviously help our team win big 10 national championship, uh, play for as long as I can in college and then eventually play in the NFL. I feel like, you know, maybe walking on would probably take away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you, I don't know how would this works or whatever, but have you gotten any interest from the NFL or talked to anybody uh, about playing at the next level yet? Yeah. So I can't like, I'm not sure what the compliance rules are with that, like who I can talk to. And so my, like my, I stay away from pretty much like everybody. It's like, like I understand, like (laughs) you can talk to these, um, you can't like like, have an agent. Uh, You can't, like talk to uh, scouts, um, you're unable to do that. But like you're able to hear through certain people, like through the grapevine, like you know what they talk about with you um, and what they talk about with other guys and stuff like that. Um, and I know when like scouts come, they usually get the rundown on like all the older guys and the guys who are probably going to play. And I think I'm a part of that list, uh, which is good. Um, That's cool. So um no it's pretty cool it's obviously something if you told me you know like I thought I was going to play baseball in college up until like my senior year really I didn't start punting until like my sophomore junior year wow Um, so I thought I was going to play baseball so if you would have told me like I was going to end up getting a shot at the NFL I would have been like yeah you're shot like I I am going to play in the MLB like that's what's gonna happen (laughs) that's crazy that's cool though that's cool. Um, and so obviously we're pumped that you, uh, that you ended up choosing Michigan and we're able to get that offer. Um, we'll, we'll end it on this question. What's your favorite thing about Michigan? Um, man, that's a loaded question. I like, so I can break it up into a couple different things. <laughs> so I'll break it. I guess like the first thing, um, as far as like, within our team, um, you know, I just, I'd I'd probably say like the team chemistry this year and just like the togetherness of our team and like some of my best friends I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, coach Harbaugh, um, just the commitment and the, uh, you know, the gratitude and, you know, the contagious positive attitude he always brings, um, was like, you know, one of the greatest things ever. Uh, I guess one of my, like top moments um, like with coach was even at like the Nebraska game. Uh, we were just like, I could see him like walking around. It was, it was tight situation. Like we were going to kick the game tying field goal. I think there was like a media timeout and I can see like coach walking around. He has like a, like kind of clenched like jaw, like, you know, a little bit I'm like, all right, like it's time to go. <clears throat> and like I said, like, the entire time I've had this big like smile on my face. Just like, man, this is a lot of fun. And me, and, me, and, me, and, me and him lock eyes and I just hold the smile. And then like, he's has this like serious face and then he just like breaks into a big smile and just like, like yeah, you That's can see awesome. like, you can see like the relief just like, ah, like, yeah, this is why we yeah. play. You know what I mean? Rather than just being uh, just like tense and like into it. And just like that, that smile that we exchanged. And then, uh, we just looked at each other for a second. And I was like, yeah, we got this coach. We're going to pull this one out. And then awesome. all, all he said back is he just patted me on the back. He said, I know. And then we went out, kicked the tying field goal, came down, scored. They, they fumbled and then kicked the game winning field goal. And it was like, it was one of like the coolest moments. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that one of my, really cool. one of my like favorite things, you know, is obviously just like this team chemistry and buy-in and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I'd say outside of that is just the uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't think anything else can really compare to that now that I talk about it. Like, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, so 
I mean, it is, it's a special place for sure. You know, we, we've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, what Ann Arbor is and what the university of Michigan is. And, and it's, uh, it's evident that this team feels that this is a special year, a special team, a special place. So um, it's, it's very cool to hear those types of stories and, and continue it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully going forward through this year. Um, so give us, uh, before we sign off, plug, uh, you know, give us the rundown on where they can go, uh, where the listeners can go to, to donate um, and, and what, what they got to do here to help you out. Right. Um... Yeah, so going back through it, um, there's a link in my Twitter bio as well as my Instagram bio. Uh, should be victors.us uh, slash, that's pin cancer deep, obviously all one word. Um, but yeah, you go to that website, um, you're able, there's a big like donate now button. Um, and just like for the record, like you don't have to commit to, you know, like, yeah, going broke like me and donating, <laughs> you know, donating a, a bunch of money to a really good cause. Um, you're able to donate just, you know, an amount that a time, you know, there's, and there's also with that, there is, there also is no way to uh, like commit to donating like over and over again. Like there isn't a button for that. Like, so you'll have to manually, you know, donate a certain amount for each punt, or you can just do, you know, like a one and done kind of thing. And uh, below, you're able to put your name and just, like, write a message and just say, you know, whatever you want to say, say your piece. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, very fortunate to have the Rogel Cancer Center. They, they set up this website for me, which is huge. Uh, you know, I built my own PC, but it'd be pretty, 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 pretty hard to build a website. I don't really know how to do that part yet. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't YouTubed that. So One step at a time. Yeah, yes. one step at a time. <laughs> um and then uh as far as finding the uh website i'm sure they can find it on your instagram and twitter so right so um right. what's your what's your uh, username for those yeah so um my twitter is uh two underscores so it's at underscore underscore and it's br91 and then uh my instagram is just two underscores and then it's just brad robbins cool yeah so all right head there and uh yeah i see it on your twitter right here victors.us slash pin cancer deep um so if you uh if you can if you have the resources please help brad out um you know it's obviously a great cause uh to the rogel <laughs> cancer center and uh for his family friend who's uh you know affected by liver cancer currently uh, and fighting that so Keep fighting the good fight. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, it's been awesome. It's been fun to watch you. You've been killing it yourself. <laughs> Obviously, the team has been killing it. So uh, I personally hope that your wallet goes dry this year. I'll yeah, be honest yeah. <laughs> me, me too. Me too, man. <laughs> I do too. We we for a good cause. So yeah, I appreciate your guys' time. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's an honor, you know, to be able to do something like this. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, maybe we'll have you on uh, again towards the end of the year when this, uh, you know, when this this dollar amount keeps going up and up and up. So um, we'll be excited for that for sure. Uh, so go follow Brad. Go, uh, you know, give him some love on social media and then uh, donate if you're if you're able to as well. Uh, and then as far as us, you can follow us at Blue by Ninety on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Blue by Ninety Podcast on YouTube and. We thank you for listening. Thank you for donating and all that. And with that, we say go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.